Hello, this is Ian Wolfe, producer of Diffusion Science Radio. You can now support Diffusion through the Patreon support page at patreon.com slash diffusionradio. Send me a message about the supporter awards you'd like to receive. Or make a donation directly with the PayPal button or click on an Amazon affiliate link at www.diffusionradio.com. The International Science Radio Show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diffusion. Sit back and relax while we inject weird and wonderful science directly into your brain. I'm Ian Wolfe. On this edition, a dish of neurons jamming with musicians. But first up, here's the news. the science. It's a double dissolution federal election in Australia this year, so what do the parties vying for your vote have to say about science? First, the current government is a coalition of right-wing Liberal and National parties. The Liberal Party of Australia have promised $4.6 million to 12 more schools to extend their industry-supported Pathways in Technology Early College High School PTEC pilot program. The Liberal Party promised that more than 23% of Australia's electricity will come from renewable energy by 2020. The Liberal Party will close down the Clean Energy Finance Corporation and replace it with a billion dollar Clean Energy Innovation Fund. The Liberals plan to put a nuclear waste dump on Aboriginal land in South Australia where the world can pay to dump their high-level radioactive waste. The Liberal Party plan to grow the Australian Copper Communications Network with more copper and have been advertising for copper cable engineers in Ireland to take jobs in Australia. Growth and jobs. The National Party for Regional Australia are the junior party in the Liberal National Coalition government. The Nationals don't have a science policy that I could find. The Liberal National Coalition famously cut the budget of the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organisation, the CSIRO, by $115 million and put business people in charge who have fired one in five staff and more than half the climate scientists in just three years while following a policy of if it doesn't pay, it doesn't stay. The Australian Labor Party have promised to provide an extra $250 million in funding to the CSIRO to undo the cuts. They want to save the dish, the Parkes radio telescope that the Liberal Nationals plan to close down, and save the Antarctic Explorer RV research ship that the Liberal Nationals plan to rent out for commercial oil exploration. Labor promised to write off the university debt of 20,000 science, technology, engineering and maths students when they graduate, every year for five years, especially women. They want to train 25,000 current primary and high school teachers to better teach science, technology, engineering and maths. 
They'll provide teaching scholarships for 25,000 science, technology, engineering and maths graduates. They plan to give every child the opportunity to learn programming skills at primary and secondary school. They plan to work with industry to establish a $9 million national coding and school centre to develop the resources and expertise required. Their Girls Into Code project is a $4.5 million grants program to support existing organisations such as RoboGals that promote, encourage and inspire girls to learn to program computers. Labor's National Broadband Network Plan for fast internet access to all of Australia involves full optic fibres everywhere, replacing the old copper network. Labor have promised to introduce an emissions trading scheme to tackle Australia's contribution to global warming and reduce air pollution. Labor also have a plan to ensure that 50% of the nation's electricity is sourced from renewable energy by 2030. The Australian Greens are against establishing an international nuclear waste dump in Australia and propose we have a national inquiry into ways of safely storing the low-level radioactive waste we already have. The Greens Renew Australia plan will have Australia powered by at least 90% renewable energy by 2030. The Greens have a plan to put solar power panels on the roof of every home, school and business. The Greens want to stop all Australian uranium mining and export. They want to close all nuclear medicine production from research reactors while funding research into alternative nuclear medicines that may, in the future, perhaps, be sourced from particle accelerators. Reactors bad, accelerators good. The Greens aim for increased expenditure on public and private research and development in Australia to at least 3% of gross domestic product. They want greater, more consistent and more predictable funding for publicly funded research agencies, including the CSIRO and cooperative research centres, with programs less reliant on industry funding and improved job security for their employed scientists. The Greens support the removal of ministerial capacity to veto independently peer-reviewed funding decisions. They want to prioritise funding for research into sustainable energy technologies with the aim of developing competitive energy technologies with zero carbon emissions. The Greens want greater regulation of nanotechnology and genetically modified organisms with the precautionary principle of presumption that the technologies are harmful until they're proved safe. A quick disclaimer. I handed out flyers for the Science Party at the North Sydney by-election, but I disagree with their nuclear power policy. I've attended some of their meetings and made suggestions. I socialise with some of their candidates. The Science Party will double governmental scientific and technological research spending from the current $9.2 billion, which is 0.56% of GDP, to $18.4 billion, or 1.12%, of gross domestic product. The Science Party wants zero carbon emissions from electricity generation by 2030. The Science Party want a carbon pricing mechanism to help lower carbon dioxide emissions to reduce global warming. They support continued research into renewable energy and energy storage to maximise the utility of renewables through doubling of research funding. 
They also support a review into the most effective ways to encourage small-scale renewables uptake. They want to end all government subsidies to the fossil fuel industry. The Science Party wants to build a small demonstration nuclear power reactor. The Science Party want to fund research into the thorium nuclear fuel cycle as a way of powering Australia past when all the uranium runs out in 200 years. You can turn thorium into uranium as fuel for a nuclear reactor, giving you access to five times more uranium than is in the ground. The Science Party believe the demonstration reactor will prove to be a safer design than current power reactors. If the demonstration proves successful, they would allow companies to build commercial nuclear power reactors around the nation. The Science Party also wishes to join governments around the world in funding research into generating power from nuclear fusion, the process that powers the sun, which has just been 10 years away for the last 50 years. The Science Party want an Australian space agency to properly inform the government on space-related matters and develop international collaborations. The Science Party support teaching programming in schools and they support rolling out an optic fibre network across Australia to replace the old copper network. The Science Party want nanotechnology and genetically modified organisms to be properly regulated for safety and then used commercially. The Arts Party want to make STEM into STEAM by including arts with science, technology, engineering and maths to help people become well-rounded individuals and stimulate creativity. The Arts Party would halve university fees. The Arts Party proposed creating a $1 billion space research fund to be used for both research and commercial projects. The priority would be developing low-cost solutions for delivering unmanned payloads into low and high Earth orbit and beyond, both for Australian companies and international clients. Lunar research would be a key area. The Arts Party support a price on carbon dioxide and government investment in renewable energy. The Pirate Party support a fully optic fibre national broadband network. They want to promote innovation by reducing the length of patents. The Pirate Party want to introduce a national science plan to solve problems of underfunding, poor collaboration among research bodies and erratic grant periods. They would provide $500 million in additional annual funding to Australian research bodies in line with priorities identified in the science plan. They'd provide $50 million in additional annual funding to the CSIRO to support fundamental research. They would engage the Australian Academy of Science to develop a long-term plan for funding and operation of Australian research infrastructure facilities. They'd provide $100 million for one-off development of a space infrastructure recommended in the National Committee for Space Science Decadal Plan. They would establish a National Institute for Space Science to coordinate infrastructure and projects and seek global capital. They promise to undertake additional research in pharmaceutical development, renewable energy technology and mental health research. There are several other parties in this election, but they don't seem to have science policies. Not that I could find online. The Science Party, Arts Party and Pirate Party were the only parties with space policies. Yeah, uh, I am a scientist. We gotta live on
I hope that even if science isn't your only priority in the election, that this summary makes your choice a little clearer. stars. You almost feel as if you could touch them. Do you suppose we ever will? Will what? Oh, reach the planet, the moon, space travel. Mm, no doubt about it. Oh, maybe it'd be a long time before we reach the planets. They're pretty far away. But a space station first, and from there, on out to the moon. That's on the way, and, and maybe quicker than we think. Why, Dad? Well, I know one thing. If they do build a space station in my lifetime, or send a ship to the moon, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to have my name on the waiting list. I was just trying to imagine the look on Mr. Bristow's face if he thought somebody had enrolled in general science just to get ready to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting a little off the beam, aren't we? But only because we were talking about the moon. You're listening to Ian Wolfe on Diffusion Science Radio. Send emails to science at diffusionradio.com. We're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. And now, onto biohacking art from Dorkbot. Guy Benari is an artist and researcher from Symbiotica Centre for Excellence for Biological Arts at the University of Western Australia. I began by asking him about his dish of brain cells that's jamming with human musicians. Self is a project that I've been working with it's a collaborative project that we've been developing for four years with Nathan Thompson, uh, Andrew Fitch, Darren Moore, and three other scientists. And what we did, we created the world's first neural synthesizer. So those are, we grew a network of neurons, neural network, on a specialized interface that allows us to pick up the neural activity within this network. In other words, we can listen to what the neurons are doing in the network and we use those kind of um, action potentials that the neurons are firing as control signals to control a modular, an array of modular um, analog synthesizers. But at the same time, this interface that we grow the neurons on allows us to stimulate the neurons back and therefore we can inform or tell the neurons about events from the outside world. So through this interface we created this framework where we invite human musicians to play with self and the way it works is that the human music, yesterday it was um, Chris Abrams playing the keyboards, his music or his sounds were streamed to the neurons as stimulations and the neurons were responding to those stimulations by controlling, generating control signals and controlling the analog synthesizers and that was fed back to the human musicians and you know I mean this is how we had some sort of a feedback loop between the human and non-human but also um, some sort of a mimicking a jam session kind of setup. And the neurons, they're from you? Yeah, so just to make it more complicated. Yeah, this project started as a, well, I got, uh, five, four years ago, I got a, a fellowship from the Australia Council for the Arts to create a biological self-portrait. So it started as a, I, I started to think about kind of creating a self-portrait and, you know, I mean, this is why I decided to use my own cells. And I had a biopsy taken in 2013. I grew my own skin cells in the lab. And then I used induced pluripotent stem cell technique, IPS, to reprogram my skin cells to 
stem cells, basically take it back in time or reverse engineer those skin cells into stem cells. And then once we had um, stem cells, we further differentiated them to neural stem cells and then neurons. So the neurons that are playing with musicians or those neural networks that grow within this dish are mine. Yeah, I refer to it as my external brain. This symbolizes a full brain, doesn't it? Well, it's not a brain, of course, because brains are made out of billions of neurons and trillions of synapses and they're three-dimensional and they evolved for millions of years to become a very sophisticated organ that we still don't know how really it works. Those are very basic neural networks. They're two-dimensional. There's only 100,000 cells there, some of which, you know, don't really function properly as neurons. But those networks that are symbolic or symbolic brains, they still are very responsive and they uh, respond to stimulations and they ho we hope that they reorganize themselves to produce data that may be a bit more organized. And, you know, they're, they're subject to lifespan. I mean, there, there are symbolic neural networks, but they're definitely workable with. And, you know, I, mean, I do believe that within this network, regardless the simplicity and the crudeness of it, there's some sort of a level of vitality that kind of makes a difference. This extension of yourself uh, achieving some ambitions of yours? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, the, the narrative of the project, and it's kind of a little joke, is that it is kind of my quest of becoming a rock star. You know, I mean, I very fast I decided to not portray myself, but put, to portray one of my dreams. And that was when I was young to be a rock star, like probably most of your listeners. And, you know, I couldn't play and I never played, so I just decided to make a musician rather than learn how to play. And what's your background that you've got all these wide-ranging skills as an artist and a scientist? Well, my background is nothing to do with arts, but I have, uh, you know, I mean, I graduated law school in Israel um, in the late 90s or mid 90s. Then I studied programming. And then when I got to Perth to visit a friend of mine, Oren Katz, the director of Symbiotica, and he started to engage with biological art, it really kind of captured my curiosity and attention, and I started to work with him a little bit. And, you know, in the last 16 years, I'm working in Symbiotica, so really um, I have been working in, within biological labs for more than 16, 15 years, and um, I'm quite proficient with um, quite a lot of um, techniques. And this isn't the first project with dishes of neurons? No, self is the precursor, or no. There's a few kind of precursor kind of projects that uh, happened before self. Miarts and Barrage, I, I don't know if we need to, if, if you want to kind of describe them. It's quite a long description. But, but what, what's interesting is that I think that self is accumulation or the progression of those works. So, you know, with Miart I work with red neurons and kind of robotic embodiments with Salon Barrage the same. Here with Inpotentia I started to explore the IPS technology and self kind of takes everything everything that I've done in the last 16 years and packs it into one project and it's quite appropriate that it's my self-portrait. And what's next for you? Uh, I don't know. We uh, want to take self on the road and play with it a little bit. But I have started to work with Nathan Thompson. Well, Nathan Thompson invited me to collaborate with him on a project that he's kind of spearheading to do with cardiac cells. And we're kind of trying to kind of differentiate and grow heart muscle cells and kind of look at the movement that they produce and 
you know, kind of look at areas of soft robotics. If people have missed self in Sydney, where is it going to be travelling? Well, nothing is really locked in now, but we are negotiating a big performance in Austria in September, part of an Ars Electronica festival, but it's not confirmed yet. And then we have a few other kind of initial negotiations, but it's really early to kind of um, talk about them, um, you know. Uh, I, I hope that we, you know, we can travel with it a little bit in Europe and in the US. And can I just ask you finally and briefly about whether you find any of the sort of dealing with neurons, living neurons as an artwork disturbing and what that means to you? Well, I think that working with neurons is problematic because we know and that neurons in masses are the source of intelligence and consciousness. So, you know, I mean, trying to manufacture, to engineer consciousness is a very scary um, activity. And, you know, we are engaging in this kind of work to kind of try to problematize this technology and try to kind of look at it in a, from a cultural and philosophical and ethical point of view and to ask people to look at the and, and, and to answer the questions or to start looking at what sort of directions those biotechnologies are going to take us and you know I mean if we're going down this road I mean what sort of ethical framework and obligations we would have towards those liminal lives. Well Guy Benari thank you very much. Thank you. That was Guy Benari talking about his dish of brain cells that makes music with human musicians. Here's last Sunday's performance of Self, playing with John Rose, Clayton Thomas and Darren Moore. I'll put the videos with the show notes.
And that's all from us this week on Diffusion. Would you like to hear your voice on radio? We need more people contributing stories to Diffusion. Send your contributions, opinions, congratulations, helpful suggestions and donations to science at diffusionradio.com. That's science at diffusionradio.com. And please do send me an email so I know you're listening and you'd like to hear more episodes. Please like the Diffusion Science Radio page on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Tell your friends. Follow me on Twitter at Ian Wolf. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash diffusionradio. Checking production was Charles Willock. I produce Diffusion, which is broadcast around Australia on the community radio network, including 8CCC in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek, 2NVR in Nambaka Valley, and 3NBR in the Mallee Border Districts of Victoria and South Australia. Diffusion is syndicated globally on the National Science Foundation's Science360 internet radio station, and also on astronomy.fm. Subscribe to the podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com that's www.diffusionradio.com and check the website for links, photos and videos about this week's show. If you enjoyed the show, then you can explore more than 850 previous episodes archived on diffusionradio.com where the shows are labelled by keywords so you can focus in on the stories you want to hear. Subscribe to the Diffusion YouTube channel at youtube.com slash c slash Diffusion Radio. I'm Ian Wolfe. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more science wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio. Science is fun. It helps you to learn, to know and to appreciate. When you study science, you may go on field trips. You discover the marvelous interrelationships between all living things. You learn to read the history of the earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick, everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life. <laughs>